You're watching the Tesla Life with your host, Mark Coughlin. There we go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Tesla Life number 255. Here we are, the 25th of May, 2022. Welcome to the show. Um, after what's happened in the past two days, I, I thought I'd just mention uh, the shooting, of course, that uh, we've all seen that has happened in Texas. Um, there are no words to describe uh, what has happened. Uh, and uh, I just, I'm heartbroken. Um, I'm, I, I don't know how this problem can be fixed. Uh, it, it's a major problem. It continues to fester. Um, I, I know this is an upbeat show. You didn't come here for that, uh, but I did want to mention at the start that uh, certainly our, our our thoughts and prayers are with the uh, the affected uh, families uh, and uh, individuals uh, in Texas. And uh, just just wanted to mention that before we got started. And uh, I, I don't know where to go with it. I just just wanted to say my piece at the beginning. I wanted to tag on to that, that uh, this is a call to action right here. Remember that uh, in Texas, they called a special session. Instead of allowing Tesla to sell cars in Texas, they voted on this to allow this to become easier and uh, vote accordingly. With that, uh, we'll roll into our regular uh, news. Um, certainly welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Um, we've got a, a bunch of stories, uh, which is not surprising for us. Yeah. Um, our first story uh, talks a little bit about, about the California market, and uh, Patrick's going to lead on that one. That's right. So California, if you uh, bought a Model Y or Model 3 recently, you helped make that the best-selling car in California. And not I don't mean just the best-selling EV. I mean the best-selling car in Q1 of 2022. Number one on the list, the Model Y. Number two, the Model 3. And then we've got the Toyota RAV4, a Toyota Camry, and a Honda Civic. So Model when you say y, car, you mean self-propelled four-wheel? more, outselling a Honda Civic. Yeah. What's that, Casey? I was saying when you say car, you mean a self-propelled four-wheel vehicle? Like Some all of them? <laughs> what are you, uh, what are you <laughs> quadricycles? What are you trying oh, to do? Oh, no, I was, I was tagging on because it was... Matchbox yeah, also, cars? Are they included? <laughs> I, I, was, I was tagging on because like, normally when we talk about how, how, uh, how a, 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 an alt-fuel vehicle is done, uh, it's some kind of qualifier on it. He's saying it's the best, period. <laughs> right, Just right. cars. Yes. <laughs> well, yeah. it wasn't too long ago, was it, Patrick, that when we started to talk about EV sales... It was just within the frame of EVs. Oh, yes. It wasn't right. outside of EVs. Yes. And we'd be happy if uh, electric cars were 1% of sales. We're like, yes, we got a whole percent now. Now we have the best-selling car in this one state for this one quarter. But again, the way you get to the best to, to all of vehicles being EVs is you make these milestones. And so this is incredible to see. I was actually pretty surprised to see that um, Model 3 and Model Y were so close, just because normally crossover SUV-type vehicles outsell sedans significantly. And I don't know if that was just availability of the Model Y or, or what, but um, 
to have the Model 3 outselling the Toyota RAV4, that's just... Uh, and a RAV4 is uh, like a less than $30,000 starting price, $27,500, I think. And um, a Model 3 is going to be significantly more than that. So uh, best-selling by volume and certainly best-selling by profit margin or revenue dollars uh, with, with no question at all. Yeah. Looks like it's yeah. going to be a good year for Tesla. I, th I think the... I think the the future is very bright. Uh, it's uh, it's another uh, milestone reached, and uh, we've heard even numbers of uh, you know getting close to fifteen percent of uh, vehicles sold within certain regions of the country. So uh, that's just one car maker. That's just one EV car maker. So uh, this uh, this is just one of those uh, milestones that we're just adding on, and and records are going to be continued to be broken as far as I can see. Uh, as long as we can keep production up uh, and uh, mm -hmm. we can keep uh, that supply chain working, I think uh, the Tesla is going to be smashing a number of records in the coming quarters. Yeah, definitely. With that, um, got a story about uh, auto steer. Uh, so we know yeah. that since uh, since the uh, vehicles lost their uh, radar sensors, uh, and we just went to the Tesla Vision, an all Vision thing. Uh, for uh, monitoring the world around the car. Uh, the auto steer was knocked down to, I believe it was 80 miles per hour uh, that uh, auto steer would work on, not above. Uh, that, not of even course, one mile uh, an hour above. <laughs> right, right. Uh, no, percentage, <laughs> no percentage above it. It was, it was 80 was a hard ceiling. So, uh, mm. of course, uh, lots of people like to drive faster than that. Uh, we won't get into whether that uh, should be done or not. It's but, legal, uh, legal speeds. Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, that, so like uh, 85 and a couple streets in Texas and a few other places around the country. A couple streets? Like residential? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's a very dangerous neighborhood. Like like limited access highways. Like uh, ah, they, I don't okay. know if they're freeways or tollways, but either way, it says 85 PSL. And, uh, yeah. So you couldn't keep up with traffic. Like not, I mean, not right. even traffic, That's, you couldn't keep up with legal traffic. <laughs> which of course could be dangerous if you're going under the speed limit. Uh, yes. You tend to be a bit of a hazard on the roads. Well, anyways, uh, Tesla had promised that as the uh, Tesla Vision got better, uh, that they will be adding uh, to the package. And of course the speed would go up. Well, recently an update went out and that uh, amount has been up by five miles per hour to 85 now. So. 85 is now the ceiling. Uh, I'm sure people would like to see 90 at some point, uh, but uh, at least they're heading in the right direction. And uh, it's been it's been up to, uh, by five miles per hour. Yeah. Although I, although on a recent trip uh, I was zipping through Michigan, speed limit was 75 miles per hour, and uh, I was going a little bit over that. I tried to do 10% over, not not above 10%. So I was, I was doing about uh, seven miles an hour above 75. It's about 82, 82 and a half. And uh, that is pretty quick. Like, it is. You're traveling at, in in my in my in kilometers. That's over 130 kilometers an hour, which uh, it's kind of speedy. Um, I can imagine doing 90 would be. Uh, I don't know. It. it, it if it's on a straight road, no problem, right? right. But uh, you throw in some curves and stuff, and uh, that's, you know, that's getting questionable. So, uh, but it, 
happy to see at least uh, that Tesla Vision is proving useful in that, that they can up it. And now they're at a point now where it's 85. So we'll see if that uh, increases any further uh, as we go down the road. And it, uh, it used to be, or still is, on the AP1 and the uh, radar cars. Uh, so basically, any, anyone that's not in FSD beta and anyone who doesn't have a brand new car, uh, your, your cap is 90. So you go to 91 and it's kicking you out and, and, and screaming bloody murder. And um, so it wouldn't be unprecedented for them to allow 90, but 85 at least means you can, can do what the sign says on those handful of streets. Uh, and, and Mark was saying, you know, when you go in a pretty healthy clip, uh, 70 miles an hour, like uh, this Revel uh, Model Y was doing in New York, uh, taking out the uh, the side of a uh, UPS truck and a, uh, and a and a city bus. It uh, it does some damage, but uh, thankfully they were the safest car in the world, and it uh, they were able to walk away from it. I wonder if they had a client in the car when that happened. I hope not. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe they not. were on their way to a client, uh, but either way, that's not excusable because there's nowhere in downtown New York where that's a reasonable speed. And of course, they're the ones that have the they're the vehicles that have the front passenger seat, I believe, removed. Yes. Uh, so that there's more comfort in the back seat. Yeah. Um, so they have one less seat. But uh, yeah, just a uh, interesting, interesting uh, uh, development there in uh, the greater New York City area. Yeah, people generally drive too fast anyway. And uh, these the system, full self-driving and others, they're still new, right? So they're trying to figure things out. And the faster you go, the less time they have to make these decisions. And if something goes wrong, the bigger the impact. So I have no problem with them limiting the speed to the, the actual speed limit or, or you know keeping it below 90 is fine. Yeah, the only places I can see, other than those handful of roads we talked about and sections of the Audubon, uh, it's not necessary to, to be going that fast. I, I understand that people do go that fast, and you might want to be able to keep up with traffic, but well, we right, then drive, fast. right, right, because right. it's not ready for anything else yet. If you exactly. want to go that, that yeah, fast, there's yeah, you're absolutely you right. Tell. There's no use in putting a system in place that's not quite ready for it. Like what's mm-hmm. the, you're just asking for trouble. Uh, yeah, when it's counter to the mission. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Next, uh, Casey's got a story about, we've, we've talked about this several times, about why Tesla can never get over triple digits in superchargers in the United States. Now they have. Uh, it has <laughs> happened. <laughs> what? Yes. So over in uh, California, as they, uh, they have, uh, they're getting ready to open up for the third-party charging. Uh, over in uh, Tasmania, they're reporting that uh, they're getting the, the largest U.S. stalls uh, station at 100 stalls, and that is going to be located in Barstow. So it's one of the original sites for supercharging, which is pretty cool to see. And uh, they'll have uh, uh, 100 stalls, and if it's anything like what we saw before, the stalls will be in before the pavement's in, and that that's just incredible. But all of yeah, which is yeah, that is incredible. Yeah. They're they're actually having the hardware put in, and uh, it's like people are driving into a dirt road. Uh, to plug in because for those who don't know for for those who maybe don't know the 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 geography of the area barstow is basically halfway between uh los angeles downtown and las vegas so hugely popular route uh tens of thousands of vehicles uh traveling that road every single day uh if not uh through certain hours on the weekend uh, because it's certainly a popular uh, drive uh, between uh, the, the coast and uh, Vegas. 
uh, and uh, continues to be uh, ever increasing. So uh, great to see a, a hundred pack uh, is going to appear uh, there. And it just uh, goes by two above what we were speaking about before yes. from Harris Ranch in California, yes. uh, who topped out at 98. So uh, looks like they uh, took our took our criticism and uh, decided to add two more and, and get that 100. Hit the triple digits, make the news a little bit. Something exactly. That's right. I'm exactly. hoping that they have some pull through stalls for people towing with Model X and Model Y, mm -hmm. and and maybe they can have some ready to go for Cybertruck. But Cybertruck's enough off that they could reconfigure all kinds of stuff in the meantime. Right, right. But they right. do need to start planning for that now. Yes, because yeah, uh, people say, "Oh, just drop your trailer." You can't drop every trailer. Some of them don't have landing gear. Like if you rent a U-Haul van truck trailer, it it has it has this metal foot. Like it's a like a tongue, but mm -hmm. you can't lift the thing off of the, the ball. And then once you do get it off the ball, good luck getting it back off the ground. Assuming it didn't smash your foot. <laughs> right. Yeah. And even if even if it's relatively easy and, and you could do it, it's a pain. And then where do yes. you put your trailer? And yeah, just have a pull through spot. Problem solved. Much easier. exactly. And a quick PSA for those uh, superchargers that have that one stall that looks different than all the others. You go to a supercharger, there's eight stalls, and seven of them are right against the, you know, against the curb. And then yes. they got one outliner that sticks out. That's not a place just for you to charge. That's for a guy <laughs> with a trailer. I learned that the hard way uh, my first trip with a Tesla, trying to figure, oh, look at that. I could, I could park there and charge. I could just pull straight in. I don't have to back in. That's even better. No, that's not for you. That is not practice and backing in yet. That is for mm -hmm. a vehicle with a trailer. So keep that yeah, trailer, in mind. The trailer, the Tesla bike accessory, uh, and uh, and those are the ones. Because, yeah. Right. Where uh, you can't back in. Exactly. There, mm -hmm. there, was, there, there were many minutes wasted for me uh, waiting for people to get out of that one uh, spot. <laughs> I, I don't count it in my, in my time spent waiting on superchargers because uh, I, for, for me, I keep the waiting on superchargers criteria for when they were broken and I had to wait in line uh, for one. So I'm up to like 35 minutes between two sessions ever, but uh, it's well over two hours. If you add in times that somebody pulled in the only pull-in spot and blocked me with the trailer. <laughs> yeah. When we had bikes on the back, uh, I'd have to get them right up against the supercharger and then I could plug in, but uh, yep. it was, it was close. <laughs> Don't <laughs> want to crunch the bike or the superchargers. No, no. Yeah. Neither, neither one. <laughs> Next, uh, Giga Shanghai's made an announcement, and uh, Casey's got that for us. Yes. So uh, Giga Shanghai was operating in what was called closed loop. And I was like, what the heck is closed loop? We've been discussing it all this time. Closed loop is when they live in the factory. Uh, I don't know if it had the name and nobody used it or, or what, but uh, that is going to happen until the middle of June. Uh, but they're going to go back to full speed next week. And uh, if uh, the other factories are any indication, they might even go to two shifts or more while they're locked in. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that's this, of course, is because of the, the COVID-19 uh, continue pandemic. Yes. Uh, and of course, China's uh, zero COVID rules, uh, very strict on if uh, someone gets it, uh, we're talking about apartments and blocks being locked down uh, yeah. for, uh, you know, a 14 day period. So uh, this uh, this is uh, to combat that. And of course, Tesla was shut down for a number of weeks uh, as uh, the uh, virus spread. And they went to this uh, closed loop system where they and their suppliers um, work together to uh, have the workforce 
uh, not interact with the general public, which of course, uh, as Casey mentioned, meant that they're basically in the factory 24 seven. Uh, they, don't, they don't leave, they don't interact with public outside. Uh, they just basically have their downtime and go to work. Uh, Everyone you work with is your bubble buddy. <laughs> yep, dorms, dorms are set up. Uh, there's strict protocols for anyone that has to go outside and what they have to do and can't yeah. do. Uh, so uh, this is something that allows them to continue to make cars and not uh, endanger the employees uh, with the uh, virus on the loose. So yeah. um, to the yeah. middle of June, right? That's the middle of June. Yes. And I was looking at it in this like rosy, happy, like, you know, apparently uh, Tesla treats their people in China a lot better than some others because I was like, oh, you know, you get to you get to have a nice bed at work and, you know, you get four square and your family gets to take the money that you're making and they can buy food rather than having to rely on the uh, the, uh, the the town councilman to come drop something and hope it's enough and safe. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. And then Apple, well, not Apple, but Foxconn, they're making the iPhone. They tried this as well. And uh, they had a breach where, uh, like, the security guards, like, one, one wasn't on shift or something. And then people came pouring out, like, like they didn't want to do it, whereas the Tesla mm. people seemed very happy to be doing it. So I guess it's a matter of who you work for, even over there. Yeah. Yeah, Not anytime surprised. you don't have freedom of autonomy, it sucks. Yeah. And um, there's, there's levels of how much it sucks, for sure. But, but that's just horrible. I... I it, 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 uh, well, what are you going to do? That's the Chinese government and their policy. So right. Uh, well, uh, not the way I always framed it was like you know the Tesla people can choose to live in the factory and, and provide for their family, or they can stay home and be hungry. But uh, it doesn't sound like the the Foxconn folks really got a choice based on the way they they reacted to uh, the ability to, to stream on out of there. Yeah. Yep. So uh, speaking of uh, Giger news, uh, Giger Berlin uh, started their operation of their second shift. So uh, that is more of, uh, of course, Berlin starting to uh, get to into its own stride and uh, ramp up production. A second shift uh, bringing uh, more uh, jobs uh, to the location, to the area. And uh, also uh, being able to start filling, fulfilling some of those Model Y orders in Europe uh, and other places. So uh, it's uh, it's uh, uh, you know welcome news uh, based on the the backlog of uh, orders that we have seen uh, recently uh, with Tesla, and um, that with the Shanghai uh, trying them trying to ramp up, and of course uh, Texas uh, attempting to do so as well, and Fremont trying to work over capacity yeah. uh, are all things that are. Going to contribute to uh, this year's end numbers. So yeah. uh, I was surprised good. to see that that uh, that Berlin is running a second shift before they do the ramp. But I mean, I guess it makes sense because then whatever you learn on shift one or two, you just move it to the other one and then continue mm -hmm. your ramp. Exactly, and then uh, and then uh, you should, in theory, ramp up a little bit quicker because both ships shifts are you know on par or close to being on par with each other. And, Will uh, that be a linear expansion of the exponential expansion? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so it's uh, yeah, it's a lot of math in this show, but uh... yeah, <laughs> it's called stacked S curves. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's that's great. Uh, Berlin is uh, moving uh, with a second shift, and uh, another related note: uh, we talked about this uh, some time ago 
about uh, Tesla buying a railway in Berlin. Yes. Uh, they've worked a little bit more on that abandoned railway that they're, um, I guess, uh, re uh, or updating, I guess, is what they're doing. Uh, some maintenance has to be done, uh, but they are still planning on opening that up uh, as a uh, option for employees uh, to be uh, sent by rail car uh, into the plant uh, from um, the downtown. So uh, that's another thing that uh, will be coming. Uh, they haven't opened it yet, but they did talk about the refurbishment that's going on. So uh, another thing that Berlin's doing that's a little bit uh, unique uh, compared to other gigafactories. I'm curious if they're going to use a, a either a battery-powered uh, train or put a, uh, a Model X out there with the uh, with the, the Disney. Uh, yeah, Disney I cars. wonder. I wonder or... <laughs> if it, if, uh, if it'll be just be a, a regular. Well, of course they're going to have to abide by the rail car, car itself, right? Because the yeah. mm -hmm. uh, track is a certain gauge. Right. The rolling stock would be a certain gauge, so they're, you know, well, if, if like, a Model X couldn't pull that type of uh, yeah. weight, then right. they're going to be out of luck on that. I'm wondering, like the, um, the you know, the power company, they get the uh, the the trucks with the wheels, and then they've got the the train train wheels. Yep. Yep. That'd be fun to watch. <laughs> that would be interesting to see a Tesla vehicle with train track wheels, steel wheels on it. That yes. would be really interesting. And yeah, we, I, I see one than... going up and down the railroad tracks here every once in a while. And I'm just like, what is that truck doing? Oh, right. okay, they're supposed to be there. But my first thought is like, what? No, that's not right. <laughs> right. I'm just hoping that they don't get a diesel diesel locomotive, no matter what their solution is. We didn't even think of this, but Hockey Day put up the uh, uh, what about the semi train. Yes. So, yeah. yeah. They, they've got all the power they want with, uh, a couple with of those prototypes. Yeah. So, uh, that's, got a, that's got a little bit of torque. Yeah, I wonder what that would look like because you'd, like, you'd have to have a six by. That'd be cool. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So here um, we have a light rail system and it's all electric, but then there's one train that goes from uh, Beaverton down to Wilsonville, and it's a diesel locomotive. And uh, I was asking some people that work at uh, TriMets, the uh, group that runs it, like, why the hell do you do that? Why don't you put a light rail on there and run electric? And um, it's because it's a different gauge track oh. and they are leasing the track and their other parts of the track have um, the same similar heavy gauge uh, vehicles on there. And so by law, they can't have light rail on, on heavy gauge tracks if it could oh. interact with others. And so anyway, that, uh, so there's this one part that's, that's diesel and uh, it's still, if you do the math, a diesel train is pretty efficient per passenger, but yeah. um, I, you know, what, what is it that I'm looking for? I'm looking for a future free from fossil fuels. That's so, right. <laughs> Yeah. So even the diesel trains, those need to be replaced with electric at some point. Absolutely, and we've we've seen uh, examples of uh, local train uh, of train freight trains that can can do that. And um, the sorry, this baby crying. <laughs> um, Dad brain kicked in. It did. It did. I forgot where I was going with that. Uh, <laughs> the trains. Oh. Trains. Um, yeah, so the the the, the uh, they've already got approval for that to be a passenger train, so we know they're going to use the right thing there. But uh, yeah, we, we also know they can make electric trains because uh, we've seen them. So it'd be cool to see them do that. Well, let's let's get that third shift going first, and then we can worry about putting an electric train on. I remember train what I remember there, what right? I remember what. So the um, the 
fuel economy of a freight train, a fully loaded freight train, is one gallon per 100 miles per ton, I believe. So really fuel efficient, but mm-hmm. still fossil yeah. fuels. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, next, uh, Casey has uh, got a little story about FSD updating and uh, some new things that have happened with the uh, new release. What's that? Yeah. So the FSD beta 10.12. Nothing and point one came out. Uh, and, and and with 12.1, you get to be able to see the uh, the turn signals in other cars, and you can see doors that are open on other cars, and um, Mark's got some pictures for us here, and it's it's a lot more impressive to watch. Uh, like it also shows you uh, like that that it knows what's going on with turns. They've re-rendered all the vehicles. Like you can see, there's the SUV with the door open. Um, mm-hmm. You can see all the non-Tesla cars have wheels, and they. They don't look like key fobs sliding down the road. <laughs> um, so far, the only people who actually have it installed in their vehicles are Tesla employees and the safest drivers who never had to take uh, the Tesla safety test. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, you don't sound bitter at all. Not at all. <laughs> so those are um, their social media influencer folks. Is that who? Oh, they weren't they... all social media before they got this. So some of them became social media after this. So I don't want to. Say, oh, it was only the people that Elon liked. There were there were a handful of people who were randomly selected, as they said, but a lot of them were people who went on podcasts with Elon or or talked to him on Twitter all the time. It's just like, yeah. <laughs> well, they do need to roll it out to some folks first and see if it fails miserably before. The- well, they did with the uh, twelve point nothing. That one didn't go out to the safest drivers. They went out to Tesla employees, and then they quickly realized they wanted to change something, so they changed it and then get it, got it a little wider. Right, and you also don't know what's being rolled out. I do got salt. <laughs> what's, what's that? JT said I got that salt. I am a little salty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Get the popcorn because we got the salt. <laughs> uh, but, but from what I've seen and, and heard from the accounts, that it's substantially better than 12.11.2. And... Uh, even including people who who uh, who don't have those miraculous California commutes that oh I didn't have to touch it at all blah 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 uh, they say that and I have to touch it like two or three times but still it's better than it was uh, and then one of the uh, OGs uh, Lisa she has a uh, Model X like mine and she said that it's still having trouble making left turns uh, we don't know if that's because the X is so much bigger than everything else or if her area is just not as optimized as the the, the Southern California guys. Right. right. So this is cool. So like the turn signals, you're never going to get that from LiDAR. Right. Because LiDAR does not perceive at that frequency in visible light and cameras can. So uh, and the door opening, that's one like, oh, oh, of course they're going to need that. That's right. th- that's a good indication of something's happening there that you need to avoid. Right. And, and uh, the car's done open doors for a while, but it never told you that it saw them and you're like, what do I do? Uh, and then it right. goes around or it's like, keeps going. You're like, ah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So yeah. people were taking over just because they didn't know that it knew. And now right. they'll know that it knows because it's on the display. Right. And that's the whole yeah. point of the mind of car. You can read the car's mind. And if you can't right. read the car's mind, then you're going to, if you're good, you're going to err on the side of caution. And yeah. You're, you're going to second guess. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 So that's, uh, that's kind of interesting. What I'm waiting for, 
is the uh, the new graphics that will show an actual other Tesla in its own yes. color on the yes. screen. <laughs> that will be mind blowing. Uh, I'm sure they already happens. know. Just show us. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I, and I thought they could have kept the key fobs, you know, yeah. the, the key fob vehicles, but the graphics look nice. But uh, that would have made the other Teslas showing up even more eye popping. Yeah. But, uh, right. Uh, but with a little splash of color, I'm sure it'll look fantastic you know be so, even cooler uh, is if they uh if they show up in the well for the new cars that you can specify your color if they show up in the color that the person has picked that the person has picked <laughs> and and i'm sure well they will do that like i i am i am sure that that will be that will be a choice that, because they're already uh, talking to each other to determine the traffic because like if you notice that if you find a road that doesn't have the traffic sensors and a couple Teslas run down, and then they slow down from what they should be all of a sudden your map has changed assuming that you have the premium connectivity kit yeah, there's certainly some data sharing you'd have to have enabled and some other stuff with that, but uh, yeah, that would be that would be really cool. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Speaking of the uh, autopilot visualization, I was driving the other day, and um, I, I looked down at the screen, and there were like I don't know, like forty cars to my right. Yes, and I was like, "What is that?" There's what I'm there. It's a parking I'm, lot. It's a, it, no, it was a car dealership. Oh, but. It, <laughs> You know, I mean, I was driving, and so I mean, I was like taking the turn, worrying about my lane, looking at the yeah. other cars. I wasn't looking at the car dealership. And then when I glanced down at the screen, when I stopped at the light, I'm like, "What? What, what are all these cars pointing at me for?" And, and then when I looked, it was, I was like, "Oh, okay." Because yeah. in my mind, those were not being driven; they were not part right. of the road. That I wasn't. So I mean, my mind just filtered them out, and uh, uh, this is <laughs> that was just like a bit of a shock. Yeah. Oh, they also updated the uh, models for uh, pedestrians, motorcycles, and bicycles. So uh, the, the the bicycle doesn't look like a small motorcycle anymore, and the motorcycle looks <laughs> kind of cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Lots of nice improvements. Next, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, another supercharger. Uh, that uh, this one uh, is going to be, and there's a bit of confusion out there. Some people thought it was supposed to be in Santa Monica. Uh, others had heard it was West Hollywood. Uh, well, it's kind of both uh, because yeah. it's on Santa Monica Street, uh, which is about 13 miles away from Santa Monica, kind of the city proper, uh, and it's in West Hollywood. So uh, this, of course, is the brand new uh, Dine and Dash supercharger uh, that they're going to be putting in uh, in Maybe West food. Hollywood, <laughs> <laughs> where it'll not only have... Uh, I believe it's uh, 28 superchargers, uh, yes. but it will also have a restaurant uh, that you can get takeout to your vehicle or you can go in and eat. Yep. And since it's in Hollywood, of course, it's going to have two 45-foot theater uh, screens that are going to be above the bank of superchargers that you can see from your car uh, spot. Uh, you'll be able to see one of them. And uh, for the people in the restaurant, it's going to be three stories, two stories and a rooftop. And you'll be able to eat and watch these movie clips uh, that they're going to put up uh, about 30 minutes. Uh, it's going to run from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, for the movie clips. Uh, but, of course, the supercharger will be open 24-7, just like all of them are. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they are uh, looking to uh, break ground on this uh, shortly. So, uh, and if we saw anything in Santa Monica, man, they, they fired up that new supercharger uh, in Santa Monica proper uh, real quick. So yeah. uh, 
we'll see if uh, construction on this uh, happens with the same vigor uh, as uh, as it did in Santa Monica. But uh, this is the this is the famous uh, drive-in uh, movie. A restaurant a supercharger that Elon has been talking about for a couple of years now. I was told that Elon doesn't keep promises. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we all know that Elon runs on Elon time, uh, he but uh, he typically uh, comes up uh, with these things and eventually, you know, they come true. Yeah. So uh, got a couple of pictures to show here. And of course, this is uh, from our friends over at uh, Drive Tesla Canada. Yeah. Uh, there's the exterior exterior of the restaurant uh, showing yeah. the uh, two stories and rooftop and then down here uh, we've got uh, a schematic of inside the restaurant on the first floor yeah. we have the second uh, actually this is the third floor uh, with uh, uh, outside a seating uh, that will be able to see the screens and then here's an overall map of the property and in red these uh, rectangles here those indicate the 45-foot screens. Oh. So you've got a bank of superchargers that are below the screens on each side. Uh, and, of course, if you're sitting in your car, you could see the opposite screen from just sitting in your car or, of course, being in the restaurant facing out or being out, out on the patio on top. And those little so, squiggly dots in between the screens on the border are uh, hedges. So that way, you know, it can kind of block the sight lines a little bit but still be kind of pretty. I, I was surprised to see that, that you got 28 spots for charging, but 218 chairs inside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and and uh, obviously they're going to be. Um, it's going to be a tourist attraction, I'm sure. That's, that's, like, it's got to be, yeah. Like it this is West Hollywood. It's, it's this... a it's a tourist attraction anyway. It's it's not even far from like uh, the Chinese uh, theater, the Chinese Man oh, okay. Theater. Is that what it is? Um, Stop right. sharing there. Um, it's um, it's not far from that. Uh, you know the, the proper, I guess you would call it the uh, Hollywood Strip, where you've got the uh, the Kodak Theater and the 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 Man Theater. Um, it's not it's not all that far, just down a block or so south on Santa Monica. Yeah. So uh, this is going to be impressive. Uh, it's going to be something that is unique uh, to Tesla. Uh, I am I am interested to see if this will spur other things or if this is just because it's in Hollywood and when you're in Hollywood you act Hollywood. I'm not sure. <laughs> that would, uh, that would mean yeah. that they'd start theming them all and that would be cool too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how people uh, take it in and uh, how it's used. Uh, but uh, certainly, if I was ever in the area, I would uh, definitely drop in and take a, a gander at that. Yeah. The other thing that came up that's uh, a point of contention is when Elon described this to us, uh, at first people were wondering why you'd have feature-length films when people were trying to char- charging it out. Uh, then he specified they'd have special cuts of the movies. So then the question came, who's making the cuts? And he's still stuck with the uh, special cuts um, idea, but since you're in Hollywood, why not have that format just for superchargers you got a 30 minute slot it's obviously not gonna play cartoons or something or you know like just tv episodes but why not something that is more appropriate rather than cutting down a movie just make a movie for that 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 format no interesting yeah uh i'm trying to think okay so we're gonna have some stuff from space balls and some stuff from uh monty python uh what other uh some of musk's favorites uh maybe the 
Cowbell, Christopher Walken. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, definitely. Go. We're going to see John Candy as and uh, the Spaceballs uh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> that is definitely going to be, and of course, you know, uh, ludicrous and uh, plaid and, and all those right. uh, jokes will be combined into a clip, I am sure. Oh, yes. yes. Now, this would be interesting, just like they did with um, what was uh, Project Love Day? Yeah. Uh, oh, that would be awesome. Sit. They could use those. They Yeah, they could throw some of those in there, but I was thinking they should have, a, if, if they wanted to be 30 minutes, put it out to fans, make a 30-minute supercut, and uh, we'll we'll watch them and vote on them and Although there might be a problem with uh, having the rights to some of those movies. Yeah. That <laughs> Maybe that's not problem. such a good idea. <laughs> yeah. It would, it would have to be original content or uh, yeah. the, the copyright lawyers would be all over you. Damn. Too many lawyers. <laughs> yeah. So we'll have to see uh, when this uh, breaks ground. I, I went and took a look on um, Google Maps uh, just to check out the street view of the area. And uh, Google shows it as a uh, looks like an old uh, fast food restaurant, Shakey's, I believe it was was the signage that was there. Not sure if it's up to date, if that's even uh, gone at this point, uh, but that's what uh, Google Maps shows. So Jeez. we will see. We there will see a, as uh, it begins. There was a restaurant around the corner from my grandpa's house before he passed that uh, they were called Shakers, and they had the best milkshakes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it was oh, Shakers, yeah. uh, in fact, uh, Casey. I'm not, uh, oh, not I'm sure. Saying, Shakers is a West Coast, Shakers, uh, yeah. pizza yeah. place, I think. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just where it, my mind association yeah. went was delicious yeah. milkshakes. <laughs> but yeah, if I'm ever in the area, I'm definitely going to stop by, go sit at the rooftop table, have a veggie burger, cerveza, as long as I'm not driving, of course, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you know, and watch a few fun clips. This should be a nice day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, next, uh, what do we got here? Or Gigafactories. Um, yeah, another Gigafactory story that Patrick's got for us. Why did you send these people to Texas, Mark? That's right, yeah. So <laughs> the, the message must have gotten confused. These guys were supposed to go to Berlin, and, and they're a little late, too. So this is from Inside the EVs, and it's titled Environmentalists are Trying to Stop Tesla Giga Texas Expansion. And um, just like with many of the other environmental groups that are coming after Tesla, I suspect that some of them are AstroTurf groups and uh, really have don't care about the uh, environment. What they care about is stopping Tesla and because that's what they were funded to do. But I was trying to find out who is actually uh, behind this. And it and this article that did not say it just said a number of environmental groups and activists, but it but it didn't say name and what, shame, which, baby. Which ones. Yeah. So I mean, if you want to come out and, and do this, uh, stand proud and say who you are. And uh, so they, they list a bunch of concerns like um, Tesla filling in ponds. Well, okay, the, these were sludge ponds from the concrete factory that used to own this. Where was your concern then? Yeah. Uh, and then they're also concerned with uh, toxic battery cathodes getting into the Colorado River and affecting the water supply. Well, lithium-ion batteries are not toxic. These are not lead-acid batteries. Uh, so that's not something that you have to be concerned with, which really, again, gets back to my point of, 
do, are they really concerned with this? Are they just looking for excuses to try to slow Tesla down because of other reasons? And uh, the, the last thing that, that uh, I wanted to mention here is they also were annoyed with the lack of progress on the ecological paradise that Musk promised would be at Giga Austin on the Colorado River. And so they're still building there. In fact, that's exactly what you're trying to stop. And I can understand how um, building a park for pedestrians is not going to be the first priority um, when you're trying to build a new factory. Well, especially uh, if you have so, to keep redoing it every time a big truck rolls through with like a load of gravel or something. So, yeah, yeah just, there's ways that you construct things. And of course, landscaping is the last uh, thing that exactly. typically goes in in any construction project. Yes, especially if they bring in any of the native endangered uh, protected plants. Uh, now, now you got to like build around them rather than just put them there, uh, so they can repopulate after after you're done building uh, everything that you need to build. And, and the worst thing for you know sensitive plants uh, is of course having hundreds of trucks roll through with the dirt and uh, mm -hmm. blowing up dust storms uh, of that dirt. That's uh, being unsettled every time a, a vehicle runs through it. So uh, yeah, you've, you've got to get the main construction done before right. you uh, put in the plant material so it can thrive. You don't want to be out having to rinse and wash and dust off plants like, uh, you know, otherwise uh, they're not going to collect the, the sun as they should and, and grow properly. So uh, yeah. let's get the major construction done first, and then we can move on, you know, to the, uh, ecological paradise uh because uh yeah it, it it's silly and, and and as far as the um the pond thing was going patrick didn't tesla build a uh new uh rainwater system on the uh factory grounds in order to handle not only what the factory does but what the runoff from the rains would do uh on any of the uh concrete or paved surfaces so yeah. i think they've they've you know, taking the rule of the law, and they've made uh, the plant uh, able to handle those type of things. Yeah, and they're right. not the yes. they're not the old school we... robber baron industrialists. They don't they don't have a, a open pipe going from the uh, drain of the factory processes into the river. And even right. if they did, it's not contaminating the water supply of Austin because Austin gets their water before it passes the gigafactory. But again, they're not dumping raw, uh, untreated stuff into the river. So I don't know what what these. It's like, they they cut their nose just to, to spite their face. Like, hey, you know, let's let's just have another hundred years of, of fossils rather than, uh, you know, some EVs. Right. Yeah. You, they, they might not like Tesla, but does that mean you like burning gasoline better? Uh, do you think that's going to have a health impact on the environment or the population? It's not perfect. Why even bother, Patrick? Shut it right. down. Right. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's uh. Letting uh, letting perfect be the enemy of good. Yes, constantly. And exactly. I don't know if you guys follow um, Amy Westervelt, but she's uh, an awesome reporter. I've mentioned her several times. She talks about how uh, fossil fuel, they are funding these astroturf groups, and they, they do it through dark money channels and other ways. And so their goal might just be to stop Tesla. Um, which is why the first thing I wanted to do when I saw this article is, okay, what group is it? And let's go yeah. see, uh, are they 503C uh, <laughs> uh, or 7 or whatever? And how are they funded? That I couldn't find anything. So, yeah, it's yeah, who knows? Uh, while we're talking about these people, um, 
Elon mentioned uh, that uh, was it SRG or ERG the uh, the environmental compliance on the uh, S and P five hundred. How Tesla yeah. lost theirs because they not ESG. Uh, Tesla lost theirs because they didn't show what they're going to do to reduce carbon. Uh, but yet six oil companies got added at the same time that Tesla got lost. Yeah, like Exxon took over their spot. Like yeah. it, it's absolute insanity. Uh, yes, it is. It's, it is. It's just crazy. Uh, and of course, you know, it, it just seems that, you know, that uh, that the big oil is against us at all times. Like that's really what it seems like. When you, when you have Tesla replaced on that list by Exxon, uh, it just it just infuriates you. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. Mm-hmm. It's greenwashing at the highest level. And, uh, you know, when, when Tesla doesn't say what they're doing to increase uh, their, uh, you know, positive impact on the environment, they're producing electric cars. They have been since the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. how can you not get any greener than that? Right, like, right. Just... And solar panels to power said cars. Oh, which it's is exactly what's happening right now at my house. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we had a we had our second um, um, month in a row at the at the uh, South Carolina house with no uh, gas bill and no uh, electric bill because nice. of the overages. Yeah. Yeah. So when when people are buying ESG funds, they think they're doing the right thing, and um, and you you pay or you buy funds like that because they've been professionally vetted, and so you don't expect to have five oil companies on there uh, that's just ridiculous and and you can't blame people who are buying those funds because okay this says it's environmentally responsible uh socially responsible and a well-governed company great those are the kinds of companies i want to invest in and now i'll go on and do live by the rest of my life well uh but uh, it, it just it, it puts the whole credibility of s p in question like how do I trust anything that, that comes out of them when this is what they consider to be environmentally responsible? This is just ridiculous. Yep. Absolutely. Well, let's move on to a more of a good news story. Yeah. Um, we've got a uh, company, uh, a property developer in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, and uh, what they've decided to do, uh, and we've seen this story with a few others as well, is they're getting on the Tesla train uh, to allow people to basically have a carpool where the development will have uh, a few electric cars available for the people that live in those residences. So uh, you purchase a house uh, in at this uh, particular location, and then you have the option of uh, signing up for the uh, Model 3 uh, that they have uh, purchased uh, for the uh, people that uh, live there, and uh, you can rent it out uh, and take it on your day trips or whatever you'd like to do. You, if there's, I'm sure there's an application that you can flag uh, how long you're taking it for, and you're basically booking the car uh, for the hours or or day that you uh, wish to use it. So, uh, again, uh, many people realize that they don't need a car every day, uh, if not every week. Uh, and uh, a community like this can be ideal uh, where you can just basically use a resource uh, that is shared amongst the people that live there and, of course, uh, cut down on your footprint uh, all across the board, not only in cost, uh, but in uh, use of a vehicle that can be shared amongst uh, a number of people as opposed to sitting in your driveway space for 95% of the time. So uh, kudos to uh, this uh 
development group and uh, hope to see uh, this uh, continue to grow out to others. Absolutely. Yeah. And this uh, just is a good sign that they're probably not going to have a, a you can't charge your EV here policy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like some of the uh, uh, less smart places have had. Right. right. And if they use the new, uh, the new gen wall connector, they can actually tag it to your VIN so they know who to charge uh, for the electricity. Oh, cool. Like, hey, this is yeah. ours. It's free. Oh, that's you? Here's $5, please. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Over the past couple of weeks, uh, we've noticed uh, a few stories about Indonesia. Uh, the president of Indonesia had visited Elon at uh, Gigafactory, Texas. Uh, and uh, there was a few pictures uh, in the media of uh, him uh, in a boardroom uh, talking with Elon. And uh, shortly after that visit, uh, one of the Indonesian ministers uh, had announced that uh, they were close to signing a deal with Tesla for a battery plant uh, as well as uh, car manufacturing. Now, this was from the Indonesian side. Tesla did not make any comment on that particular story. Uh, And uh, after that, uh, just this week, uh, there was another indicator that... uh, an Indonesian, um, I guess, uh, what would you call it, an industrial area in one of their main cities, had uh, offered Tesla the ability to set up uh, one of their plants uh, in that uh, district or zone, uh, earmarking some land for Tesla that they could use uh, for a factory. So again, Tesla hasn't commented on this, but it seems like the Indian Indonesians really believe they've got something going here. I don't know if this is good PR uh, for the Indonesian press, uh, or if this, uh, if, if there's, there's actually something going on here in the background. We know that Tesla was not able to come up with the deal with India. Right. Is this something that was on their radar uh, as well? Uh, Elon had mentioned that there were going to be some announcements about new factories coming out uh, by the end of this year about where they would be placed. Uh, maybe Indonesia is on this list. Uh, but uh, certainly, uh, if there was a non-disclosure, uh, they're certainly not abiding by it because it's right. been released now by a few different people on the yeah. Indonesian side. So not really sure uh, if uh, if this is uh, something that's going to come true or not. But uh, it's certainly being announced by a few different uh, people. This was something that Omar and I were speculating on because um, everybody said, oh, they're, they're building a battery factory. And then when you look at the numbers, it's a, it's a gigafactory. And then when you read the text of everybody's articles, it doesn't rule out making cars. So it's like just build a regular ass <laughs> gigafactory there, and then export the cars. Uh, and then uh, when you saw the timing of the most recent uh, batch of announcements uh, about this, obviously like Tesla didn't say anything, but everybody else did. Uh, it, it's hot on the heels of, of them all saying that they were going to take a pause on the Indian negotiations. And when you look at a map uh, where India and Indonesia are, uh, and then you look at uh, how how the proximity to to shipping is from from the the alleged place that might be hmm. it might be where it is and of course the, the reason that indonesia is is pushing on this and tesla is so interested or could be interested is because indonesia has a lot of nickel supplies and lately mm-hmm. indonesia has been locking down the uh, exporting of raw material for that nickel to others so they obviously are wanting the jobs to be placed inside the country that they can use the resource to make the battery packs and then ship them from there or put them in vehicles and ship them from there. So uh, that's that's something that Tesla is very interested in, in locking up 
uh, nickel supplies across the world. And they've, they've certainly been doing that uh, for the past few months. Uh, they've been locking up supplies with multiple countries. Yeah. Everything so, they get their hands on. <laughs> right. Yeah. We should this see. is one of the few automakers to do this this way and actually go all the way upstream to get the supplies guaranteed for their purposes. Whereas most other EV, uh, our legacy automakers who are going to do EVs are like, oh, we'll just buy batteries. Right. Okay, From who? It's not going to be that easy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's Speaking exactly of batteries. Right. <laughs> Speaking of batteries, Patrick's got our next story. Great segue. About that that is right. Yes. So as you all probably know, Tesla has um, a partnership with uh, Professor Dr. Jeff Dunn at uh, Dalhousie University in Halifax, Canada. And uh, they have been uh, working on improving Tesla's batteries. They want uh, longer life, lower price, better energy density. Uh, these are the three main prongs they've been working on. And this partnership has been extended the, through 2026 now. And with that, with the extension they had, they hired a couple more people. And with those new folks, they've yet made yet another breakthrough. And this time, um, they've made a battery that could last 100 years. Now, they're not saying on what kind of cycling or what um, uh, specifically here, but there is a paper that they've published. Uh, I was looking at it. It's already been cited um, uh, dozens of times. So it's, it's going through or already been peer-reviewed. It's published in the Journal of Electromechanical Society. So uh, it is out there. Um, the battery is an interesting one. It is a single crystal uh, NMC battery. And it's so it's got uh, lithium, O2, nickel, manganese, and cobalt. Uh, so very, very interesting breakthrough. They've got graphs of its performance and how it, it uh, lasts over cycle time. And we, we've been talking about how <clears throat> doing things like vehicle-to-grid and vehicle-to-home um, are great. They're very convenient. But if you have a battery that has a limited lifespan, that's probably not a good idea. Not You wouldn't want to do that. You're going to wear your uh, lose range uh, more quickly. But if you have a battery like this that is super reliable and just does, it's, it's, it's honey badger, <laughs> then uh, you can do all those things and um, cycle it all you want, use it. Uh, the cool thing about this is in the past, we've talked about how uh, lithium iron phosphate batteries are uh, fine with this type of, uh, you can charge them to 100%, leave them, you can charge them, drain them all the way down, do full cycles. Whereas lithium ion, um, lithium NMC battery chemistry has not been as tolerant to that. Well, this makes it uh, as, as tolerant as the LFP batteries, which is great. They had to reduce, they had to sacrifice some energy density uh, to do this, but uh, that's that's how engineering works, right? You, you figure out where you can move forward and uh, um, do the experiments, and uh, that's exactly what they're doing here, which is, I thought was just really cool and something we should share. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, that 100-year cycle, that's, that's mind-blowing, uh, to be able to yes. have something that could you know, eventually get to that. And like you said, Patrick, uh, that eliminates the vehicle to grid uh, problem 
uh, completely mm -hmm. uh, because uh, you would have no qualms of putting your vehicle on on a, the ability for the grid to move it up and down, maybe pay you uh, a type of dividend uh, when they're using it or have available to, uh, availability to it. And uh, it would it would help the grid out and it would mm -hmm. also help yourself out with not only uh, reliability and uh, a backup system, uh, but you can make a little income off of that as well. So uh, yeah, that's, I really look forward to uh, that. Uh, it would be something that would be uh, extremely useful uh, to the uh, population. And Jeff Don, of course, uh, has been talking about this vehicle to grid in that how many batteries are available, uh, you know, will be available in the coming years. And his mm -hmm. uh, assumption is that uh, most of the batteries that will be created uh, in large formats are going to be used for cars. So mm -hmm. uh, storage on a house scale is going to be fairly limited. But if you combine that your car is used for your house as well, that that kills uh, two birds with a single stone and the amount of batteries doesn't have to double. Uh, you just uh, use what is available for vehicles and uh, that would be a big plus. Yep. Yeah, so many of uh, our future technologies that are going to be the things that help us stop using carbon are need batteries. So we're going to have to have grid backup at a massive scale. Um, every wind farm and solar farm should have a bank of batteries as part of it so that uh, they can guarantee delivery of the power that they are required to do. And... Uh, We've already seen in Australia, they were having massive grid problems, um, a huge bank of batteries there, and boom, those problems have been solved. So yeah, we need lots and lots of batteries. And and there are different use cases where maybe different chemistries can work in better in one situation than another, like yeah. uh, grid storage. Um, these batteries that are not as energy dense, but last a long time, that's great. Um, yeah, so uh, lots of, of, of great research happening there, which is why we need uh, things like Giga Texas, where they're going to be making batteries, and we need to stop having these environmental groups block them because this is the technology that's going to allow us to move to a better planet and to have something that's more ecologically friendly. So just trying to get in the, I'm, I'm back on that rant. I'm sorry. Okay. Because, <laughs> well, like, when you think about it, if, if even if this is a dirty process, the end result is cleaner than if you didn't try it because mm -hmm. uh, we could just keep on with the fossils or we could do this. And yeah, like we, we know now that with the, with the new Teslas, it's 6,500 miles before you uh, have reached par with a gas vehicle. But after that 6,500 uh, 6, miles, it's <laughs> the, the electric car is cleaner all the way through. Yeah. So as long as we're not throwing away these cars after the first oil change, then it's going to work. And, right. and of course, the other thing to, to keep in mind is that once we get to the point where we're producing these hundreds of thousands of batteries, millions of battery packs that are going out into vehicles, is those packs are going to be reused in the recycling Just of like those lead batteries. vehicles. So unlike a gasoline car where, you know, you go to 100,000 miles or 150,000 miles and then it's scrapped. Uh, the, the batteries uh, in these electric cars are just going to be taken out and they're going to be repurposed. Even if they're, even if they're reconditioned to the point where 80% of that battery is reused in new batteries, you are so far ahead of mm -hmm. uh, anything that was done in the past. And, and we're hearing numbers of 92, 95%. So uh, these are these are things that are going to make it uh, better 
And there's going to be less mining involved because, of course, we're now recouping those minerals that were in those recoup batteries. So yeah. it, it just gets greener the longer it goes. Exactly. Yes. And, and they're elemental minerals. They're not they're not um, they're not alloys. So like you just melt it down and then redo it again. Uh, obviously, you have to get the purity there. But uh, same same concept as the lead batteries that we have today, aluminum cans, steel, mm -hmm. it's melt it down, redo it again. Exactly. Right, unlike a gas car where you have to go and uh, drill a new Pull it out of the well. atmosphere again. Yeah, and then <laughs> spew a whole bunch more stuff into the atmosphere. There's there's mm -hmm. no recycling of oil. <laughs> Not after yeah. it's burned. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, with that, uh, if you haven't already, please give us a thumbs up on the video. Press that subscribe if you haven't done it. That helps us out, supports the channel. It doesn't cost you a dime. We would really appreciate that. Uh, through this uh, video, I'd like to thank Casey Green, who has been battling the spammers. Thank you, Casey, uh, for Welcome. working that in the background inside the, uh, the chat or the stream. Yeah, I uh, really appreciate that. Um, Patrick, any shout outs for the end of the show? No, but my mic just started working. I've been struggling to hear you guys the whole show, and now I just clicked <laughs> and it worked. So now that we're we're done, it's it's working. So, <laughs> so, so Patrick me. wants to shout out the maker of his mic and uh, earphone. Uh, yeah, blue, so, blue, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure where the problem was, but it's working now. So, uh, yeah, Don't as always. I'm with the Oregon Electric Vehicle Association. You can find us at oeva.org, and I blog occasionally at carswithcords.net. Go check out my blog. Thanks. Very good. And we also thank Patrick for his help on the Facebook page, keeping us up and running there. Mr. Green, what do you got going on? Any shout-outs? I, I know your baby's been shouting out for you, but sure what do you got? <laughs> so, so Baby and I recorded a friend of ours was uh, installing the power frunk on our Model X, and uh, Got most of that video shot, none of it assembled and, and cut. Uh, and then I've still got the uh, FSD beta in the rain uh, assembled, but need further trimming. But she hasn't allowed me to take the time to do that. So uh, when she's asleep, I'll try and uh, cut on that video <laughs> and get it out there for you guys. Uh, but you can find that and uh, my uh, marathon streams at uh, youtube.com slash Casey Green. That's K-A-C-E-Y-G-R-E-E-N. And then Omar and I have worked something out to try and uh, keep the dense as it is, but maybe kind of cut an hour or three off of the end of it. <laughs> an hour or three. <laughs> but still, it's pretty loose. It is pretty loose, but still feel free to, to kind of come in and, and go uh, as, a, as a viewer, as somebody chatting with us. And same for uh, the host. They'll come in and come out uh, throughout the whole thing until we've covered the week's news and, and discussion topics. It's, it's fun. Very good, very good. Yeah, please uh, follow Casey and Patrick on their uh, respective blogs and YouTube channel. Thank you. With that, uh, thank you very much for watching. Uh, we'll get together next week, and together we will learn what is happening in the Tesla life. Indeed. Thank you, Lee Moon. Good night, everyone. Have yourselves a great week. Oh, it didn't work. Push the button. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what happened. So...